Hey guys, what's going on? It's Isaiah here, and hey, I just want to let you guys know we're putting out our fifth episode in this episode. You guys are going to hear from a dear friend of mine. His name's Chris Jordan, and I hope that you love what you hear. Um, definitely give us some feedback if you can, because we would love that. Um, and also, uh, make sure to follow us on um, Instagram. You can follow me at Isaiah Bosk. Just put together I-S-A-I-A-H and then B-O-S-C, all put together. Um, I just also want to encourage you guys through this episode, we talk about a lot about what's been going on, um, but talking about navigating through that and also uh, really sharing our hearts on um, kind of really being committed to a church and honoring your leaders. So I hope you guys love what you hear and um, thanks for tuning in. This is episode five. Well, today I have my dear friend, uh, Chris Jordan, with me today. He's involved in a lot of different areas, and I'm super excited for you guys to listen in to this conversation with me and him. Um, It's going to be great. Uh, I know, obviously, a lot of us are going through the pandemic, COVID-19, and so we're all sitting at home, you know, so we're just trying to find things to do. And so um, maybe for you, this is something that you can do on your free time, um, being at home. Um, So... Uh, involved with me today, I have Chris Jordan. Chris Jordan, fantastic. He's actually uh, trained us in a lot of different areas in our church um, within leadership and all of that. So one thing he does is he loves equipping leaders in churches. Um, he's also a golf fanatic, and he loves spending time with family. And he's involved in a lot of different things as well with uh, his church um, being in Richland, Washington, um, all the way out there. So Chris, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to be here. And uh, I do absolutely love golf. Uh, We don't uh, have the (laughs) 12 months out of the year golf weather like you guys do. Yeah. Um, But but we make do. I actually, I golfed um, this year. It was like 20 degrees. Okay. Wow. um, So dedicated dedicated to it but yeah i'm up here at new vintage church in richland washington um i've been here i've been at the church um for almost uh gosh almost nine years i've been on full-time staff for eight years um and held various titles um we started off as a church plant uh and you know as the church plant um some of you know as a church plant you you just kind of do what you have to do. And now that we're almost 10 years old, we're kind of settling into roles and, and uh, sort of finding our groove and the swing of things. And yeah, man, just having a lot of fun and making it through this, this quarantine season. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and with that, what do you remember your, the date that like you started? Like the, the, first the time? date I started full yes. time? Yeah. February 2nd. Oh, wow. Okay. February 2nd was my first day of, of work. I was actually, so I worked, I worked at Starbucks, um, before I was in coffee, I managed some coffee shops and I worked at Starbucks and I was in coffee for about 13 years before. Oh, man. And I was also doing, uh, doing ministry too. So it was like, you know, um, it was really seven days a week. Um, and not that that's special cause lots of people do that, but I was at Starbucks uh, Monday, Wednesday, 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then at church on Tuesday and Sunday, I had young adults that I was leading on Tuesdays. Okay. And, uh, and so after one, and I was leading our interns at the same time too. Um, and so on one of our intern days, um, my pastor, pastor Matt Molt called me into his office and I thought, all right, well, I'm getting fired or, you know, I was, I was like volunteering at that point, not getting paid or anything, but I'm like, I'm about to get let go. And so he actually said, I, I talked to the elders. We got it approved. I want to offer you a full-time job. And I started wow. weeping in his office. Oh man. I was, uh, I, and he's like, no, man, it's okay. You don't have to do it. And I was like, no, I want to, this is, these are happy tears. And so, uh, so yeah, I started off as the young adult pastor, um, intern director, and then just sort of went through a bunch of positions from there. But my first day on the job full-time, um, pastor Matt and his wife, Lisa were out of town. Mm-hmm. And so I had to step in and run a funeral for somebody <laughs> in our church. And so I will never, that's why when you ask, I'm, I'm so, I know it's February 2nd and it was a, a, a funeral <laughs> for, um, for some people in our church that that's an unforgettable first day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think one thing, one thing I want to kind of go over with that is that, you know, being in a church plant and being there through all nine years or not eight, nine years of your, you know, being in that church. Um, I think it's important that people know that, like, you probably have gone through some bumpy roads within that. And so I think, yeah. I think for people who are listening, um, you know, maybe you've been through plenty of times where maybe you felt like you've hit a wall. Um, you've heard that term, right? You've hit a yeah. wall in ministry. Um, you know, what has gotten you out of that when you're hit, when you hit those walls, those seasons, uh, yeah. what gets you out of that? And because of the, the, the things that the hitting the wall, right. Um, because yeah. of that, uh, when you, when you've experienced it again, are you being able to go back and go, oh, nope, I know what I need to do? Or has it been yeah. kind of a different experience every time? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, and that's not just for, um, you know, the the answer, I yeah. guess, if there, if there were one answer. Um, it's not just for ministry leaders. I think that we hit, you know, we hit plenty of walls just in life, whether it's professionally, whether it's in our relationships, um, our marriages, we feel like stop growing our uh, relationship with our kids, whatever it is, we, we hit these walls and we have these seasons. And I was actually just talking to my son last night um, about milestones. And mm-hmm. um, I think that we can where God wants to set up milestones or um, these these pivotal moments in our life, we can view them as walls Um where maybe they're not, maybe they're just mile markers on our journey. Um, and so what gets me through, uh, to be quite honest, is I go back to the first ever um, life verse that I had when I was, you know, 14 years old, starting to study scripture for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this verse in Philippians um, 1.6, and it's just been my verse forever. And um, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work, uh, in you will bring it to completion. Wow. And so I just always come back to that. And, um, 
And honestly, I, I just remember the first day that, you know, my youth pastor, he read that verse to me and said, I feel like this verse is for you. And it was in that moment that I, I actually felt like I wanted to do ministry and help people. Mm-hmm. And so when I feel like I've hit a wall, I just have to like, it, maybe it's self result, like in ministry and in leadership in any capacity, you have to have a little bit of like grit and a little bit of fight in you. Um, yeah. because you're going to come up against it, man. Like whether you're a manager at Starbucks or Lowe's, or you are selling cars or insurance, like you've got to have a little bit of fight where you just go, okay, I'm going to make it through this storm. I'm going to weather this storm. Otherwise, yeah. like you're just going to quit a bunch of things. And I think, um, I think for me, it's just going back to my, my original why, like, sitting I was actually I was sitting at a coffee shop with my youth pastor when I was 14 years old so this is you know 22 years ago that dates me so 22 years ago sitting down and he says I think this is a verse for you and I've held on to it ever since when I feel like I'm ready to quit and give up no he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it he who promised it is faithful to complete it and so I think just going back to that um, because that's a truth that stands no matter what the circumstance is, you know? So whether it's a, a ministry thing, whether it's a pastoring thing, whether it's a, a role shifting or position shifting from a position you really, really loved to something that the church needs. And that's been something that's happened for me. Um, you know, one of the things that I love to do is lead worship, but yeah, what our church, we have a lot of incredible worship leaders at our church who are far better than me. Um, but in this current season for probably about eight months now, I haven't been leading worship because our church needs me to pastor our worship team and to pastor at a different level. But for me, it was this, this, like, I came up against this wall and I had to remember why am I doing this? Am I doing this to be on stage and sing songs or am I doing this because I'm here to help people push people forward? He who began a good work is faithful to complete it. And so I just come back to that. And that's, that's helped me in every season, whether it's with my wife, I've been married for, it'll be 11 years in May that I've been married. Um, and, uh, so when we come up against it, I go back to that same verse and I'm just, that, that helps me get through it. Yeah. Wow. That, and that, that's awesome because, uh, you know, with that, I, I will sit there, you know, sometimes and I'm going back and forth uh, between me personally and I'm and I'm still, you know, growing and still learning from everything and trying to take everything in. But I think, uh, you know, one thing that we hear the statistic and this is a crazy statistic is people who are committed youth pastors and for example, um, who are committed to the church, usually the the average youth pastor is only on staff at that or just in position as a youth pastor or maybe they've left um for only 18 to 24 months yeah that's on average yeah and i just think that's just a crazy outstanding you know uh standing number that we think about um right like that's very little and you know i'm my wife and i are actually on in between that right now the 18 to 24 month period yeah right there um so we're in that that time frame and um one thing that I always hear from people is um, I heard from one of my dear friends. His name's Joshua Madaka. We're actually going to have him on the podcast soon. Um, and he's a youth pastor here in 
um, Phoenix, Arizona. And one thing that he shared with me the other day, he actually reached out to me and he told me this. He said, Isaiah, he says, what are great leaders? And I said, I kind of just like listened and I was like, uh, you know, and he said this, he said, they don't quit. And it's the commitment that matters yeah. because you're, you're not going to learn unless you keep going through it, you know? And if you, you're going to f- eventually at some point, figure something out um, yeah. with what you're doing, it just takes time. And, and so, you know, that's what I'm having to realize. I'm having to go back and go, you know what? Like this is, it, it's a process, it's time. And we come from a very small church. So, you know, we're developing things as we go and we're just trying to take it step by step. Um, yeah. You know, so what, okay. So I got to ask you this. So what inspires you to keep doing what you do on a regular basis when you're in church, when you're at home, when you're with family, what, what okay. kind of drives you, what inspires you to keep going and not stop? Obviously you shared that verse, but what inspires you you know, like obviously with the ministry, for example, um, you guys have grown and grown and grown. And so is 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 it the the amount of people that we're seeing reached? Is it the the leadership? It, what what kind of for you is your kind of thing that you're just like, man, I love this. I'm so happy. I'm passionate about. This. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So just real quick, I I will answer that question. I want to circle back to something that you said when you're talking about that statistic um, that, uh, you know, youth pastors or pastors in general, people in the church, they they last an average of 18 to 24 months. Um, I think that that is that's a picture of the world we live in right now. Right. Where um, I I think it's it's if I don't feel it, I I won't commit to it or um, if if the church leadership doesn't, uh, doesn't make me feel good or, you know, you hear this, like this thing where, Oh, I just wasn't getting fed there. So I move on. Or, you know, a lot of young people, um, now we just, we want everything right now. We've got Netflix, we've got Hulu, we've got DoorDash, we've got, you know, it's like all these things that make everything so instant. So when I start to feel, um, unsettled in a spot, I want out now. And okay. there's, there's just, there's a great book called, um, uh, called rooted by pastor Banning Liebscher ah, from yeah. Jesus culture. Yep. And, okay. um, I would, I would recommend everybody read that because okay. I think, I think that, um, people need to, it's not, gosh, it's not necessarily sexy on a resume, uh, to say I stayed at this one, you know, maybe your church is smaller, maybe you're, you know, 200 and under people or whatever. So it may not look sexy or feel sexy to you to say, oh, I was at this church for 25 years and we just pastored these people really well. A lot of people want to say, I was at this ministry and we grew it to 10,000 or I got hired by this ministry and we, you know. Right. Um, but something that uh, Pastor Brandon Stewart um, talked about earlier this year on some like leading second stuff was just being effective. And I think that we as young leaders, um, as pastors, we need to be effective with the people who are right in front of us Mm. and get freaking rooted. Like, let your family grow up in a church. Don't move all over the place. Nobody likes moving. I hate moving. And I definitely don't want to help my friends move. Um, And it breaks my heart when people from our church move away to somewhere else, um, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons. So I would just say for those people who are feeling stir crazy, 
like find a new challenge within your organization. If there's something in your organization that you don't like, bring solutions. Um, don't just be the person who sits and points out everything wrong with it. Be somebody who's going to step up and try to fix it because you're going to go to a new organization or a new church or whatever. And the, um, the common denominator is you. There's always going to be problems wherever you go. So, um, that's what I would say to that thing. But, uh, what inspires me, what inspires me to keep going is, um, it's really, gosh, man, it's those, it's those, um, the, I've screenshotted a couple of text messages over the last couple of weeks. I've had a couple of people text me and without going into too much detail to sound like I'm like talking about how great I am. Uh, Cause that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I've had a couple of guys text me and thanking me for um, just being there for them, for pastoring them through things, for believing yeah. in them when nobody else did. Those are, that's what inspires me to keep going. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, like, Uh, A full sanctuary on Sunday is awesome. And we celebrate that, Um, you know, obviously people getting saved is, is something to celebrate. Um, And all of that, um, my family being healthy and loving each other is, is, you know, a celebration. But what, what inspires me to keep going in ministry is when I get those text messages from, from people like that, or even from yourself, like after we did a coaching call and you text me like that to me is the biggest win. Right. Um, Whether I'm on, on a call talking to six people or I'm, you know, sitting one-on-one with somebody at a coffee shop, you know, that's, that's what inspires me to keep going ministry wise. What inspires me to keep going family wise and leading my family well um, is, people that I look at, like my pastors, I look at them and their family and just see how awesome they are. You know, um, Mm -hmm. nobody's perfect. We've all got our issues, but I didn't grow up with like the perfect family by any means. Um, and and I, I had some, you know, hard things growing up, but I want my son to grow up knowing that his family, his parents love him more than anything. And Jesus is at the center of it all. So those are the kind of things that inspire me to keep going. So you have many leadership roles in in the church um, from you have many leadership roles within the church is what I'm asking is you have from volunteers to senior pastor um, to even board your board members and all that. So you're in the middle when it comes to leading. You have some things you're responsible for, but you also follow the leadership above you. Um, So how can. I, as a leader, show honor to the leadership above me. And why does it matter that I honor my leaders? Um, well, it matters that you honor your leaders because your leaders are your leaders. Um, right. <laughs> because, it's, because it's biblical. It's like okay. when you ask your parents a question, they say, uh, it just is. Like, it, just because I said so. Um, so not, not that, but, um, I think, I think it's always been easy for me to honor my leaders because they're the ones who put me in the position that I'm in. Um, when I start to feel like dissension or like, man, I don't, I don't know if I see it that way and it's okay to disagree. Um, when you're like, you know, you're behind closed doors and you're having a conversation with pastor or, you know, somebody who's above you in leadership and executive pastor or something like that it's okay to disagree behind closed doors. But when, once you come out of that room 
like you better own that thing like whatever it was like it was your idea like you wrote it you came up with it you just own it to everybody so i think mm. it's important i think it's important to honor your pastors because um because they believed in you enough to put you in the position that you are and i think a lot of times we think we earned it or we deserve it um when really it should just be an honor like the fact is my pastor has trusted me enough with these huge parts of his church. Like we don't like to look at church like a business, but it kind of is like a business. Um, and I'm trusted with like, you know, some 45, 50% of his people. And so that's a huge honor. And so I honor him because number one, it unifies us. It makes us better. Um, and because I've chosen to be under his leadership. And so as I've chosen, you know, to be in his church under his leadership, um, it would just be silly if I just sat there and critiqued everything that he did, um, and, and, and showed dishonor because it's like, yo, you chose to be here. You can go be somewhere else if you don't want to be here. But so I think it's important for us to honor our leaders, um, because people are watching us. People are watching how you talk about your leader. Do you allow people to um, talk, talk about their, maybe your leader's not the the greatest preacher or the greatest communicator. Maybe your leader doesn't, um, isn't very good relationally, but do you allow people to know that you think that, or in their minds, do, do you talk about your leader? Like they're, they're Stephen Furtick or they're, you know, Craig Rochelle leadership wise, like, you got to talk up your leaders and yeah. And I don't think it's, it's not like an ego stroke thing. It's just, we honor the people that God put in authority over us. And, um, and yeah, I think a, a big part of it for me is that like, he saw something in me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I will honor him and, and love him and be loyal to him. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of it for me. It may not be like as spiritual as somebody else might answer. Mine's, mine's a little more practical. And what was the second part of your question? You know, and that's what I wanted to get into is we talked about the leadership above us, but also the leadership that is under us. And yeah. so what are some ways for me that I can demonstrate great leadership to the team I lead? Okay. Um, so I think that's important because obviously you want to win. I mean, like in a in a just practical term, you want to win your team over the people that you're leading. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about that. Like, so, yeah. you know, how can I demonstrate that? Yeah. So I think um, one of the great things that I've heard at, at Team Church up here, it's a, a conference up up in uh, Washington yeah. and Tacoma with Pastor Kevin Gerald. And, I love him. And those guys. And uh, one thing that they say is honor up, honor down, honor all around. And so mm. you're not just honoring your pastors up, but you're honoring the people that serve under you. And you're honoring the people who are on the same level with you. Um, and I think, I think that leadership is really, um, we try to glamorize it to be something that it's not. Leadership is really um, serving people. Um, and we get, we get mixed up or twisted up when we think that the people are here, the people that are in my church or the people who are, who are serving under me are here to accomplish my vision and here to accomplish my thing. Um, when really the people 
should be the heroes. This is like some story brand marketing stuff, but the people are the heroes of the story. And I'm here as a leader to help them accomplish what God has called them to do. And in turn, if my people um, in my church and on my team are accomplishing my worship team, for example, if my worship leaders are writing songs and I'm drawing out of them, I'm encouraging them. I'm pushing them forward. I'm letting them lead. I'm letting them record. I'm letting them write, you know, all this stuff. And they're doing, and I've like, you know, fan this flame inside of them to do what God has called them to do. Then that boosts the church that helps the church that helps the whole. And so my job isn't to convince them to help me do my thing. My job is to serve them, to help them do their thing, which benefits the whole, if that makes sense. Wow. I hope that makes sense. No, it really does. And I, um, you know, going through our leadership and stuff, um, I think for me, it's been, it's been, we're, we're going through some transitions and trying to kind of understand things. And um, just like where as a leadership team, like we can honor the people below us. And so when yeah. you were sharing about, um, you know, Kevin Gerald and, and saying honor up, honor below. Yeah. Honor, honor up, all honor down, honor all around. Yes. And that, you know, to me is definitely something that I can take in personally because of just the things, um, you know, is that our goal is not. And as leaders, that's what I'm going through and I'm trying to process and understand on my end as a leader is that my job is not to get everyone to do what I'm doing because that's not my that's not what I'm supposed to be called for yeah. as a leader. I'm called yeah. to be a leader by helping people in their calling, their gifts they've been given by God and take that and and kind of just help them through it. And you know, we can look at leadership and say, well, leadership is like, oh, you're when we see in the job world, for example, right? We have our supervisors, we have our our bosses, our yeah. managers. And usually, essentially, in the, the world, um, it's tell you what to do and you do it. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in church concept, it's different. Because what I mean by that is that you don't go and tell, tell people below you or tell other leaders necessarily just like very straightforward and say, go do it. Like, in, unless you, you have to build that le- that trust, you have to build that relationship with them. And so it's important, you know, with relationships uh, like in that is that you don't you can't just tell people like, hey, I need you to do this. It's, it doesn't work that way. Um, it's different, I guess you could say, in the church world a little bit compared to yeah. like compared to the response of how people can respond in the real world um just like with with all of that when we look at that um so i have one more question we're almost wrapped up but i feel like for all of our podcast listeners listening right now um i gotta ask you one more question and it's this okay um if you could give a young leader out there who is leading in the middle advice what is one thing you could give to the person who is listening and for all of our listeners listening as well chris Chris Yordan, he actually is involved in a 
group called Leading Second. And they're fantastic. I definitely go through some of the stuff that they do. And it definitely helps me out a lot. So talk to me about that, uh, Chris, is that I'll, I'll repeat it again is um, if you could give a young leader out there who is leading in the middle, middle advice, what is one mm-hmm. thing you could give to the person who is listening? Um, well, I would say, oh gosh, just one piece of advice, man. Um, <laughs> I would, I would say, dang, I'm probably going to give you uh, like one point two pieces of advice that's good it's okay i would i would say um don't be too quick to um to exit your your seasons um navigate your seasons well so that meaning like again back to what we were talking about before with like we get uncomfortable so we want out or uh, my feelings got hurt so i want out or um you know all that stuff don't let your emotions drive your seasons. Um, and it's, it's like, it's like, uh, being single versus dating versus engaged versus married. Like you're only, this is the only time in your life where you're going to be single. So be single and learn from it and then so on and so forth. And so I think in every season of our lives, whether we're children's pastors, youth pastors, volunteers, we're working the projector, we're, you know, um, I think that there's something in every season for us to learn. If we're not learning in every season, then we're doing something wrong. Um, And then the second thing that I would say, because I'm just going to give another piece of advice is I would say, um, gosh, now I'm having to choose. Okay. So my, my, I would say encourage everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish that more people encourage people. And I know I've probably got 10 other things that I could say as far as advice to you, but you will not go wrong if you learn from every season and you encourage everybody look for the best in everybody, encourage, find something, find something in everybody around you that you love and just encourage that thing, whether it's their, their preaching uh, text, your pastor on Sunday, like, Saturday nights right now, especially like everything's online. Your pastor is freaking out. You know, he may, he may be like holding, you know, holding steady and he, he's got a good poker face, but your pastor is worried about finances. Your pastor is worried about the building. Your pastor is worried about the church. So text him on Saturday night and let him know, Hey, love you praying for you. Um, we're with you until the end, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So- Text those people around you. Um, encourage people. I think that a spirit of encouragement and um, and just sticking to it uh, would go a long way for us. We would all be better leaders if we practice those two things, I think. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, even for us, too, like, obviously, everyone's kind of dealing with the, the, the pandemic and all of that. And so... Actually, one thing that's interesting is my pastor, he actually ended up uh, texting me yesterday and was saying, hey, like, I've been praying for you and your wife every morning. And so, yeah, it gave me the idea. And I think this is funny because um, you know that you know about the Youth Pastor Summit that was just recent from Youth Pastors Co. Um, And this is what's funny is that actually during that, it talked about honoring your leaders and so one ways that we can honor our leaders and i feel like for everyone listening to this is really cool don't necessarily just like you can text them you can call them those are great you also can even send them like a personal card 
Like, oh, yeah, I know sure. that's so crazy because it's like we're in a modern age where we have phones and we can text and we can email yep. and we can call. But um, if we actually took a little bit more effort and sent out something saying thank you yeah. for what you do, I think, I think, you know, like I thought of that and I was like, man, that is, is, is good. Like I need to do that. So um, specifically, and when you're saying that, like, it's so true though. Like, um, cause our pastors, they're dealing with finances. Like you said, they're dealing with all these other things going through their mind, the mortgage, the, um, yep. where our team's going to be. Like if people are still going to come back to the church or not, are we going to have people tithing still? Yep. It's a real thing. Like when we think of that. And so we're all trying to navigate through this. So, um, Chris, I just wanted to say thank you for just coming on. Absolutely. I so appreciate our time together. And you've just definitely, for me and my end, for everyone listening, Chris is fantastic. Um, he's just, he's all about helping other leaders succeed. And I love that because those are the type of leaders you want to be around. So Thanks, man. Chris, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. We love you so much. Absolutely. And, thank you. Um, yeah. And um, you can have a rest, a good um rest of your week and everything with everything happening and um, spending time with family and all of that. And you have a good one. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. See you, man. Hey guys. Well, Hey, thank you for tuning in to this episode. As I sit down with Chris Jordan, uh, you guys can follow him. I'm going to put in the description below um, a direct, uh, information for his Instagram and social media so you guys can actually go follow him. Um, and with that, guys, um, love you guys so much. We're going to be continually putting out episodes here really soon. Um, I have a few recordings that have been put in place over the next like week, two weeks or so. Um, so really looking forward to that. And you guys are going to hear, um, see a bunch of episodes be put out over the next couple of weeks. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Leadership Talks.